Hello and welcome to the playlist Music with Mrs. LC podcast. I'm Jen Lennox Kittioni and today's episode is called Down with the Sickness. I will be sharing my personal reflections as a music teacher teaching online during the coronavirus. Well, hello there. Uh, This is definitely not the episode that I had planned to make for this episode eight, but it is the one I think needs to be made. So um, I will just say that it has been probably the craziest seven days of my entire music teaching career. Uh, I think the last time that I had this feeling was probably right about when 9-11 happened, which was about my first or second year teaching. And for a little while after that, I just remember there was this sort of uneasy feeling I think everybody felt. But even at that, schools did not close down for three weeks. So this in some ways is bigger in terms of just its impact on public education. And so for those that are listening that are not in Ohio... Our governor shut our schools down for three weeks in light of the coronavirus and how quickly um, it's spreading in order to try to lessen the impact of that on our students and teachers and everybody else in those high-risk categories. And so um, I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on this topic as it seems like it's what we're all talking about and thinking about and talk about it specifically in terms of how it impacts me as a music teacher and maybe give some ideas or recommendations to other teachers going through the same struggle. I have several podcasts I already recorded that I have been putting together over the past month. So what I'm going to do during this time is I'm going to continue to release those uh, weekly. But before I start releasing previously recorded content, I wanted to take a pause and address um, the coronavirus situation. I think it's what's on our minds. It's impacted every school district in Ohio, and I think pretty soon many others all over the world. So it's something worth mentioning because it's part of our education picture right now. Uh, So I'm going to start with just a first and foremost. I really want to commend the leaders out there who have to make tough decisions like this because I know there's a lot of different opinions on whether closing schools was the right decision or the wrong decision, but I think just making huge decisions like this in general is just really, really hard. It's hard, and I think the best thing any of us can do is choose to trust that leadership and trust that their vision has our best interests in mind, which I really, truly believe that they do right now. I also think it's important in times like these to understand that we don't always have to know the why behind a decision to respect it, because for the most part, we're very limited in our knowledge base, even though we might think we know a lot or we've read a lot of articles or watched a lot of YouTube videos. I know I have. I can't even, I've lost track of how many, but it does take a strong leader to make a big decision knowing that there's going to be backlash and just stay the course. So I just want to commend the courage that it had to have taken to make this call. And for all the negativity that might be out there, there's a lot of people who really do respect and understand the difficulty of what went into making that decision. Which leads me to my second point, which is that I also want to commend the incredible 
and I mean incredible technology staff that we have here um, in Pickerington Local Schools that are leading the charge in light of that decision. If you want to talk about excellent leadership, we have it. We just do. We have it. And I want to draw some attention for a moment and shine a light on how good we have it here and how blessed we are as a district to have people leading us that we have. I know that our director of instructional technology, Brian Seymour, implemented this one-to-one program that we have a few years back. And I know that at the time, there were people that thought, gosh, this is drastic. This is crazy. You know, do we need every student in, you know, five through 12 to have a device and and is it really necessary? And there was a lot of questions and and some pushback in many ways, but I, I will tell you that because of that vision and that decision, not only to just get a device in the hand of our students, but to have a plan in place to lead and guide our students to be able to use them effectively for the purpose of blended learning is the reason why we are so well equipped to handle a situation like this. There is no way anyone could have possibly known what we would be facing or that something like this was going to happen. But because of that vision that was fought for and implemented so well, we are in a position where we don't have to panic when an event of this magnitude occurs. And so shout out to the technology team and leadership of our school district who made it possible for us to just, I guess, keep calm and carry on, so to speak, which brings me to the music part of the discussion. So I think music is a unique subject area in that for years and years and years, we've been so much about hands-on. And we use a lot of direct instruction. We are teaching songs by rote. We're playing ORF instruments in our elementary programs or recorders. And then eventually, as our kids get older, they have the option of band and orchestra instruments. And so in that respect, I think a lot of folks feel like there's really no reason to rely heavily on technology in the subject of music. Um, In some cases, even a resistance to that. And which I totally understand because I grew up and went to these college music education programs and learned things the same way everyone else did. And so music is a really hands-on direct instruction type subject a lot of the time. But for me personally, I have always been a huge technology geek. Like I'm the person reading about the specs on the new iPhone. Like how many cameras? It has five cameras. There's five. My phone only has four cameras. I mean, what can I even do with four cameras now if there's five cameras? Like I'm the person that <laughs> that needs to know what's happening. And and that's just me. And I've always been this person who has these two great interests and passions. One is music, of course, and the other is technology. And so for me, the blended learning style of combining those two things, which doesn't mean one takes precedence over the other, but where you can blend the traditional with the digital, that just spoke to me. Like deep in my soul, that spoke to me. So I went and got my master's degree in learning and technology And I threw myself into this, what can we do with Chromebooks that will be effective for teaching music? And for the past several years, I've had this really awesome blended learning experience with my students that I think is really enhancing their knowledge and feeding their musical passions, which 
honestly is the point, you know. Um, and now I will say I am a general music teacher. So this is not the same thing as if I was teaching an ensemble like band or orchestra or choir. I think those areas pose an entirely different set of barriers. But even in that, I think there are some ways to harness the intelligence our students have, quite honestly, with technology and use it in the music classroom. And I think one of the things we have to remember is that our students are like crazy quick at picking up new tech skills. They are so able to learn in many ways from a screen. And this, I know, is something that a lot of traditionalists just hate. Like, how can you possibly say learning from a screen is good? It's horrible. It's the end of the world. Just wake me up when the Terminators are walking around, just taking us out. Like, I get it. I do. I get it. But I also remember this moment. This was like a little bit of a turning point in my brain. My son was probably about seven years old. I know he was at like younger elementary school and the loom bracelets were the thing. You know, they had like the plastic loom and those itty bitty little rubber bands that were just everywhere in everything. And you just, I'm ten, 10 years later, I'm still finding them. But he, he had this loom bracelet kit. And one day he walked out of his room and he handed me this bracelet that was just insanely complicated. And I looked at this thing and I looked at him and I remember saying like, how did you do this? And he said, YouTube. And I thought, YouTube, you learned this from YouTube. Like what? I, I was just in shock that he did that. And I think that's the moment that I realized that our kids are just learning on a different level with different methods than we ever did. We didn't learn from a screen because there wasn't even an option really to do a whole lot of learning from a screen other than watching movies when we were kids. So we don't really have anything to compare it to. And so for us, as the generation that didn't learn that way, it's new. It's not how we did it. it so it must be bad. I think a lot of people have that idea. And I think Honestly, that's just foolish in a lot of ways. It's stubborn. It's a stubborn way of thinking for a lot of us. And it's kind of holding our own kids back from skills that they might be able to gain because we just don't understand the way that they can gain them. And that's sort of what put me on this path of how do I teach in a way where my students can more effectively learn. So getting out of my own head and my own, well, this is how I learned it. So this is how they must learn it. And so with all the craziness of this virus that's going around and schools being off, and for now it's for three weeks, but it could go longer. We don't know. We just have to prepare. I think there are some ways that we can use technology effectively to teach music and that we don't have to feel guilty or shameful or less than, so to speak, because we are teaching by this different medium, maybe that some people have never taught through before or have very, on a very limited basis taught through before. YouTube is a really powerful teaching tool, not just YouTube videos by other people, but YouTube by you, the teacher. I think what we need to understand is that our students want to see our face, not someone else's. So if you haven't made any teaching videos for your students or you're using someone else's channel, not that there's really anything wrong with that. There's some great teaching channels. I sometimes blend my own channel with other people. So there, there's nothing wrong with using those. But try making some videos of you and post them for your kids. Um, even if it feels weird or you hate yourself on camera or whatever the barrier might be, just do it and try it. Because 
There are also some good programs like WeVideo and Flipgrid that allow students to make videos and share them with you. And it gives them this chance to interact in a more real-time way than just filling out a worksheet or going to a website and doing an activity. And let them play for you, let them sing for you, whatever works, but just keep in contact in a way that you feel is effective and try to get as much face time in with your students as possible while you can't be there in person. Because the truth is there is no substitute for being in person with your students. I don't think there's even a debate about that. They connect with us, they trust us, they need our presence in their lives, even if they don't always act like it. But we're in a time right now where we just sort of have to embrace different ways of teaching and not just accept them because it's what we're forced into, but start thinking forward into, is what I'm doing the most effective thing for them? And make those changes accordingly. So I have this huge Google Doc uh, that was created by my teaching partner, Michelle Leeser, that is loaded with online music resources. If you are a music teacher that is in need of some ideas, please visit my Instagram or Facebook page, which you can find. Um, it's just at the playlist LC, all one word. You can just send me a message there and ask for that document, and I'll be happy to send it to you. We are just in a time that nobody could have predicted, but we are also well-equipped to handle it if we have the right attitude and resources. So I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. As always, you can contact me through social media at The Playlist LC on Facebook or Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Mrs. LC Music. If you have any questions, feel free to message me, and I want to just tell you to hang in there during this time. We are all kind of in the same place, navigating something we've never navigated, and now is the best time to bond together and help each other out. Have a great day.